How's it, Internet? And welcome to Two Guys in SharePoint. Look, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but um, I don't know if we can call it Two Guys in SharePoint anymore uh, because we, we, we do more than just SharePoint, right? So, so I'm going to improvise here like I improvise every time I say this. The only SharePoint show in South Africa now with added Microsoft 365 where everything is not made up and there are no points. I should actually sing that one time. You totally should. And then I will cut that out and we'll use it every episode. <laughs> For the blooper reel. <laughs> no, no, not a the... blooper reel. Just that will be the intro to our show now because that sounds fantastic. What, the singing part? Yes. Well, uh, welcome, Mr. Modlin, to uh, COVID times. I think uh, that's what we're going yes. to call 2020. Just the COVID times, right? Or for until further notice. Um, I think that's that's what we're going to call this, right? Yeah, it's certainly been a thing, it. hey? <laughs> it has certainly been a thing and continues to be a thing. So, so what is the show about? Because we haven't done one for ages and we might have new listeners. We haven't done one for an absolute ton of time. So what the show is about is two guys, namely myself and Elle, sit down and we talk about everything SharePoint, M365, O365, related technologies, digital workplace, whatever happens to cross our mind, um, provide some insight and um, some witty commentary on the goings-on of the industry that we both work in and love so much. On this week's show... Um or this month's show, or, or this year's show. I'm not too sure how many episodes after this we are going to get out. This is episode 71. Uh, we are going to not have a guest on the show because there, no, there was no planning around this. Uh, we want to get to a regular cadence before we start introducing guests. And um, yeah, so on this week's show, we're going to go straight into In the News. Yes. And we obviously have a ton of news we haven't talked about on the show, but we're not going to go through an exhaustive list of all of that. We've got some highlights from recently um, that we're going to get started off in. First up is Teams. Tons of team news in uh, the Rona times. <laughs> the Rona times. <laughs> if everybody's, everybody's using Teams, um, which is fantastic. It's one of the things, like one of the positives, right? introduce more people to teams and it's it's really cool and they've come up with a whole bunch of new stuff to enable everybody well look right teams is uh, teams is, uh, well not teams but microsoft is positioning teams as a platform now it's no longer just your collaborative ecosystem where you go to collaborate with other people and it's not just for teamwork it's not teams as a platform so that's very very exciting and over the last two three weeks uh, there's been a plethora of updates um, we've seen it for the last two three months right in the rona times but Microsoft has done really well in improving the not only a document collaboration space, but also the meeting experiences. And I think we spoke about this on on at, at this month's uh, uh, M365 user group, though. The one that, that – did you show up, though? I don't know if you showed up. No, I had the dreaded load shedding, and my 3G was not good enough to carry a – Yes, that's, that's uh, excuse number three, right? We'll, we'll keep a tally of, of these things, right? I'm we, sure you'll get just, bingo soon enough. We will get bingo. But meeting experiences, right? how's your meeting experience been, Mr. Model? I think they've been really good. Teams works really, shockingly, Teams works really well. 
I dig it. I do find if you've got a large amount of people and everybody's got their video on, it does some people tend to struggle, right? Depending on your on your connection, that can be rough. But in general, the, the audio quality is fantastic. It does what it says on the tin. It's nice and easy to get into and out of. It's It's been brilliant. Uh, this episode is not recorded using Microsoft Teams. <laughs> no, we, we are, put it out there. We, we are, are talking over Teams. Um, we are professionals. We are, <laughs> we, we are talking over Teams, but that is not that is not what we use to record the podcast. No, no, and 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 I think we did try right in the beginning. I think we um, did, but it would probably did. be a good deal better now. Um, they've got a lot of noise removal and stuff like that, but it is any time you're uh, doing VoIP, right? The quality is going to be worse than if you're just recording it on each end, like we do. Um, yeah, because also, it's got to go through an algorithm for compression. That's that. That's what VoIP does. Yeah, but but also we we pride ourselves in uh, production value when it comes to the audio of our podcast because it's a audio only podcast. <laughs> yes, I I like to think we sound pretty good, and and I do try that, although I haven't done it now for a thousand years. So maybe this episode just like sounds like ass, and if it does, I apologize and uh, might have to take all those learnings over again. So talking about meeting experiences, Microsoft just released recently uh, the new uh, client update. So it's a client update, and it's going to give you a new view on things, and they're busy rolling that out, and we'll talk a bit about that. But I think the big one was uh, the together mode uh, from a viewing perspective. Have you have that, Has that hit your tenant yet? But also um, you need more than nine people to experience it. Though. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. Also, I don't know how. Like, it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. Like, I don't know how necessary it really is. Like, well, I, I promise you, you saying that you just pissed off like ninety percent of all Teams users by saying it's yeah. It's not a it's not a necessary thing to see like, people together on a screen. What is it when they're in a grid? Is is that not them together? No, like I have to superimpose them on a fake auditorium <laughs> for it to be effective. Like. Really, I think it's cool if if it helps adoption and it makes people feel more engaged, then fantastic. Like that's always a good thing. Personally, uh, it's it's cool. Like it, it's very much like the virtual backgrounds. Like it's a sweet thing, but I don't know like how important it is. Okay, let's let's go with uh, let's go with uh, Mr. Modlin's um, rendition of why together mode means nothing to him. Anyhow, there's some more meeting experiences, stuff like Dynamic View. We know the 9 by 9 is coming. Um, it's, it's being rolled out. And um, also, for those who worry about what they look like on a team score, does anybody still worry about what they're wearing on a team score? In, in the Rona times, right? Who cares if your hair is not done or you have Rona hair? I don't particularly care. But 
they have updated some features uh, around video filters. So uh, you can start looking at making sure you look pretty. Uh, I don't care what you look like as long as you sound good. I think I'm more about the audio than the video, like everyone else is, including YouTube. Uh, there's some reflect message extension. So um, what it was about, what the meeting was about. Live reactions I'm excited about. So you can have those little sort of, I don't know if you ever tried it on Facebook where you like something and it, yeah, it shoots are- things. Those are super cool for those broadcast type meetings. That's that's really handy. A chat bubbles. I'm still not sure what that's going to look like, but is it a bubble that pops out above your head and you can be thinking about stuff? But there's chat bubbles coming, um, so so that that's that's quite ex- uh, exciting. Uh, Cortana in Teams um, for touchless meetings, which is actually quite cool. So if you've got a a meeting room. Um, when you leave the room, it'll go off. You can say, Kutana, well, I shouldn't speak to that because she's sitting on my desk. But um, you could say, Kutana, start meeting, Kutana, end meeting. Um, it's, it's actually quite cool that way. You don't have to touch things because of the Rona times. That's my new uh, phrase that pays the Rona times. My Sharona times, right? Um, uh, so that's quite cool. And it works hand in hand with uh, the new Teams displays that have been released by uh, Lenovo as, as well as Yaelink. I desperately, desperately want a think um, a Lenovo ThinkPad view uh, because it's almost like a meeting companion. Uh, so it's, you can have your notifications on it, and then you can slide it across, and it will open up in in Teams on the desktop. I, I'm very excited. I'd love to. So if there's any Lenovo product uh, product marketing managers that listen to our show, please reach out to me because I'd love to have a look at the ThinkPad view. And then Yaylink, there's been some pictures on Microsoft site around the Yaylink device. I haven't seen any anything on yaylink.com, so I wouldn't know when they are actually going to release that. But from a desktop companion perspective, I think it's great. You can also conduct full-fledged meetings with them because it comes with a display. It's got a webcam to smash on your Bluetooth headset and away you go. You don't have to open your desktop and... It's just there, right? I'm, I'm super excited. But you do you do need a license. So you do need an additional Teams license for the device. Right, yeah, so that's that, cool, that, though. Like, that's, that, that is a, a cool piece of kit and looks like a very fun toy. It's not a toy. It's to enhance the overall experience, your meeting experience, right? It's not a toy. Absolutely. Just like together mode is not just for hippies, all right? I didn't say hippies. I like hippies. Just because you have long hair doesn't make you a hippie model. No, it's all the other stuff. Anyhow, uh, moving on after that exhaustive list of uh, meeting experiences, all you have to do to find more information about this is head over to techcommunity.com or just Google Teams meeting experiences and you should find the latest blog post on the tech community site. And I, I think the rest of the stuff is all you modeling because I see your favorite word is in the next section in the show notes. Yes, the power platform. So Teams is a platform. I think that that's really the messaging. There was a post written about a day or two ago um, in, in, in lieu of Microsoft Inspire and all the announcements that's coming from Inspire. There's been a lot of talk about Teams as a platform, no longer as Teams, the hub for teamwork. So they've 
planted their messaging now no longer just about uh, for teams, but it's also your your single pane of glass into into your 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 digital estate as an organization, right? And and Teams as a platform is quite a strong uh, verbiage coming from Microsoft as where they want to start positioning Teams. It might be because uh, Slack is um, now suing Microsoft in the EU. <laughs> the way um, whoever sued Microsoft for launching Internet Explorer with Windows 95. <laughs> same, same, right? Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's bizarre. not the same thing, right? Teams is not the same thing as a Slack. It does all the stuff Slack does, <laughs> mostly. But how desperate, how desperate do you have to be, right? Uh, you might as well take a chance, right? Why not? Especially in Europe, they're very strong on their... Yeah, but that, that uh, companies worldwide had one get out of jail free card, and they used that with Internet Explorer of all things, right? You don't get to do it again. It's just random bullshit, right? You'll probably find that Slack is going well because they haven't innovated, right? They changed their user experience, the user interface, and all Slack users revolted, right, against it because they wanted the back, they wanted the old user interface back. So Slack hasn't done anything. You don't hear about Slack right now. Right? You hear about Zoom because everyone loves Zoom because everyone's working from home and why can't Teams be like Zoom? But nobody's saying why can't Teams be like Slack anymore? Nobody. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's Zoom, Teams, and Discord, right? I don't even Those know what Discord the... is. Uh, showing your age, my man. Dude, I'm not going to jump onto TikTok and do some sort of freaking 25 second dance because everyone but is. But you dance uh, can so you do well. The TikTok? I, I do, You're but so that doesn't mean I'm, I have to like put it on TikTok, right? No. Like, I, I don't want to give the Chinese government my data either. So I'll back you on that one. Anyhow, Teams as a platform. There's some updates to Teams as a platform. You've got some notes here, Martin. Yeah, so as Teams as a platform, like the, the big play there, right, is that it, it integrates into the rest of O365, M365, which is the, the, the major benefit of it over something like a Slack, right? That's always what Microsoft has done very well as opposed to other vendors is it can integrate into a wider platform that it controls. So um, part of that is into the Power Platform. There is a new initiative called uh, Dataflex. There's a product called Dataflex where you can host your data for Teams apps and such. As part of this, the Common Data Service has been rebranded to Dataflex Pro. Microsoft wanting to flex, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Some 22-year-old as PMM wants to use the word flex in a product name, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then they pro it on top. It's like an iPhone, right? So you get the iPhone 11, the iPhone 11 Pro, and then you get the Pro Max. So maybe there's going to be a, a Datafix Pro Max version as well. <laughs> uh, I mean, Microsoft have done that with Windows versions for a thousand years, right? Dataflex Home and Dataflex Media Player and... <laughs> Oh. But yeah. yes, it's a replacement. It's the front end or the new name for CDS, right? Yeah. And have you been spending time um, using the common data service? I have not spent a lot of time with it recently. It is premium, right? Um, for all intents and purposes. And model-driven apps. Although you, you can use the CDS quite extensively in Canvas apps these days too. Um, it is another it is another route you can have to hold your data, especially if it's relational. It does work very well. Well, they built they built Project Online on top of CDS, right? When they ripped yes. it out of SharePoint, it's the best thing they could have done for Project, right? Is to rip it out of SharePoint because that was just an abomination. EPM, good lord, man! 
but but I think yeah, so so looking at building sort of composite apps that's more more structured around a transactional system than what a SharePoint list looks like, right? Uh, I think there's huge value in, in, in doing that. I think it's a great opportunity for uh, building composite apps inside of Microsoft Teams. I think there's huge value because we've been crying for that because of the limitations that we have building applications on top of SharePoint. And naturally, building applications for Teams still requires some sort of manifest, uh, some sort of SPSX uh, component. I, I just don't know how a Dataflex then gets surfaced uh, inside of Teams, if it's if you still have to go through the same process, uh, but we'll we'll know um, we'll know about this. Yeah, it's going to come up, and it's going to be that's going to be an incredibly powerful experience, right? To drive teamwork, to drive work into an organization. Similarly, Power BI they're improving how Power BI pulls through into Teams and how that works, and the connectors and everything. You can actually do tabbed reports now in teams like that experience is whole is a whole lot better so again like getting that integration across the power platform into teams because as you say teams is the platform it's your one-stop shop for everything you need to do and see so that's where it is we, we all have to come to terms with the fact that teams is the new um the new desktop right uh, that's if, if they if they if they plug outlook straight into teams i will live in teams then I will literally have a single that pane is, of glass. That is the one holdout, right? Is that email experience, um, which is sad. Like, give me I a rail. Emails. Give me an Outlook icon in the rail, and and I won't touch. I won't open Outlook ever again. Um, yeah, anyhow. but like uh, Teams is like heavy anyway. You want to add Outlook into the client? Heavy from a what? From a resource usage perspective? It's just like it. It feels sort of sluggish, right? Well, that's because it's built on top of Electron, which is absolute shite. Sure, sure. But like, that's where it is, right? Adding in Outlook to that same app is going to don't ruin don't don't ruin my dream, right? You've already thrown toys. You've already thrown your sticks at the together mode, and and now you're going. But no, you shouldn't have Outlook inside Teams. You shouldn't. Just stop using email. Just, just All don't right. use email and then you're Move, fine. M- moving on, moving on. Third party, uh, third party integration, and it's not just from a dev perspective where you're building an application with Teams. This is actually integrating into the meetings interface, so allowing third party vendors to build richer meeting experiences. So you, now you're actually tacking onto the existing experience inside of Teams, the existing interface inside of Teams. And I'd, I'm super excited about seeing um, what they will be able to do because I don't know if anyone else knows, but there's a new meeting experience interface coming to uh, Microsoft Teams. And all you have to do is uh, run the update, right? So hit the update. You know, you can go to your face in the top right-hand corner and you can say check for updates. Um, there's, I don't know how it's getting to the client, um, but once you check for updates, once it's been updated, when you click on the settings option, there's going to be a tab in there that says enable new meeting experience. And it's going to change the interface quite considerably around how things are, are augmented on the screen. I'm very excited about that. And third-party vendors will be able to build applications or extensions on top of the new meeting experience. So they could have cool. um, they could have cards sliding in from the side like you normally have in a meeting. They can they can update that interface, 
so that's pretty cool. Now we're actually touching the scaffolding of, of, of Microsoft Teams. And I know a lot of customers and a lot of um, developer houses have been asking, hey, can we change what this looks like? It looks like Microsoft is going, Microsoft is going to allow uh, little bits of updates. Obviously, you don't want to hack Electron to bits, although I love to. But it's one step in the right direction where you can now give users a more, uh, from a product perspective, a more intuitive meeting experience based on specific requirements. So they're tapping into that as well. Yeah, and doing what Microsoft does so well, right, is creating a platform where third parties can then extend the capabilities and service the needs of the customers, which is, at the end of the day, just better for customers, which is great. Uh, some some other updates. There's some cool admin updates. If you have a look at the admin center, I can't remember what they were. Do you know what the admin updates were? Uh, not off the top of my head, no. Anyhow, I, I can't remember. I can't remember. But there is a blog post when, when you go actually look at um, what's new for Microsoft Teams. Um, you'll be able to stumble on that uh, post around Teams as a platform, and you'll be able to pick up all that information there. Uh, some first-line worker updates. Uh, I think this is pretty cool for those that actually use Teams for first-line workers. Um, the walkie-talkie is, is finally there, so you can actually use Teams as a walkie-talkie inside of your organization. Uh, pretty cool stuff. And then also being able to post cool notifications with a richer user experience inside of the Teams mobile app. Uh, Yammer Communities is yeah. Um, uh, we know that Yammer has been rolled out. Um, you can add Yammer as a Communities tab to Teams. It's the new Yammer built on the Fluid framework. Very sexy, very on vote, very now. Uh, rendering that on a mobile device inside of Teams mobile um, is one way for you to use it as a communication platform outside of having to sit inside of a team, right? Because you'll have 20 teams for your different uh, uh, frontline or first-line workers, but you can use Yammer as a general sort of notification system to everyone. They don't have to be sitting inside of a team. So it's just another way of getting information out to your first-line workers. So I'm, I'm, I'm super amped about that. And I'm sure the first-line worker people that spend time um, using Teams for first-line or frontline workers, um, this is a great step into being able to communicate more efficiently with them. Absolutely. That's what super else, cool. What, what, what else do we have there? So there's DLP integrations coming in line to Teams and to SharePoint and to, um, what is it? It's Teams and SharePoint and OneDrive. So don't, being don't, for, don't forget OneDrive. Don't yeah. forget OneDrive, yeah. SharePoint's orphan stepchild, right? Um, it's the same, but with a different name. Yeah, it's the same, but different. Um, but being able to do those classifications inside of where you're working, super important, right? Especially if Teams is our one pane of glass into all of our data, we need to be able to leverage that functionality there. What I like about um, these new updates, it's also extending endpoint DLP, right? So, it's a, well, they're extending DLP to an endpoint. So think about managing the endpoint. You can now pull through um, all the richness of Microsoft information protection into the endpoint now. So you can have sensitivity labels extended down to the endpoint, no longer just inside of a repository like SharePoint or attached to a document. It's now extended to the endpoint. So if you're sitting on an iPad, um, you can enforce policies. If you're sitting inside of Windows 10, same thing, right? You are they extending it to the endpoint. And that richness has now come through. And speaking about richness, uh, we also seeing now inside of risk management, it is now extended 
two teams and it plugs into uh, communication compliance. And, and from a communication compliance, if you have bullying, cyberbullying inside of your organization or there's defamation or hate speech, we've seen those trainable classifiers coming through from a uh, content search perspective and also from a uh, sensitivity labeling perspective when it comes to, when it comes to DLP on the back end of that. Uh, you can now use uh, trainable classifiers to identify communication compliance when it comes to stuff like defamation and hate speech and, and bad verbiage um, when someone is talking down to another person to make sure that you are compliant from a communication perspective. And the cool thing about this is you can actually suck that into a product like Azure Sentinel, right? So that you've got a graphical, not a graphical, uh, a single representation of what's happening from a security perspective, because no longer is security limited to just a bricks and mortar um, or or your perimeter network, right? Because we no longer have a perimeter network because we are perimeterless, right? And that's where the concept of a zero trust security framework comes into play. It's being able to have a holistic view on what security means to you, not just about having a firewall somewhere, but also how people operate inside of your organization securely. Fantastic. All super important did, did, stuff. Did you me. actually did you actually listen to what I was saying or or were you just about um I'll waffling on again and you just like either just turned me down or um you just zoned so you, out usually. You you wound me, sir. I always listen <laughs> to you. I I hang on your every word. Oh that that that's very pretty of you to say that. Anyhow, moving on, is that it for teams? Because this is not just a team show, it's actually formerly a SharePoint show. I uh, I think that's it for Teams. I'm sure we'll be talking lots more about Teams moving forward and sort of still tangentially speaking on Teams. Um, another thing that we'll be integrating into ten, Teams. Ten, wait, tangentially. Is, 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 is that a word? Tangentially. Um, yes. I, I thought you'd speak affectionately about the company that I work for called Tangent, right? Because <laughs> we tangentially engage with our customers, right? I, I hope it's more than tangentially. I hope you have a uh, like a directed engagement. <laughs> well, I work there, right, Martin, So that should give you a clear indication uh, yeah, of what it yeah. looks like. Yeah. Okay. Well, you said it, not me. Well, well, let's let let's go back to the the artist formerly known as Prince, right? In this case, formerly known as everything else but teams. Yeah. Well, not even SharePoint list. I mean, we're going to talk about that, right? But I mean, we, we now go into the SharePoint, OneDrive, Yammer, and everything else uh, part of the show. Yes. And the first thing we got there still touches on Teams because everything will, because it all integrates into Teams. Um, it's Microsoft Lists, formerly more or less SharePoint Lists, but with a, a brand spanking new unified interface like everything else has. Um, new capabilities, um, some new shininess. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. It looks like the experiences you can craft using Microsoft Lists are super powerful, right? If you have a list of anything to maintain all they across did, a team. All they did, Modlin, all they did, they went back to SharePoint 2007 and looked at the features that were available with the Fab 40, right? Yeah. And they said, well... Meeting rooms, great. How, how do we schedule events, right? And how do we how do we do booking for booking for 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 training, right? And how do we do a cool calendar? And oh, we can actually put it on top of a custom list, right? And make it look pretty. Shit, man, we've got a new product. Let's call it Microsoft Lists. 
Yeah, but like, even if all they have is, oh, you can do the stuff you used to do with the Fab 40, that's still amazing. <laughs> that's, oh. that's still like a ton of functionality that's like really powerful and relevant, right? So much of the stuff, um, I'm, I'm looking at uh, you, um, Arena View, whatever it's called, together mode. Um, so, so much of the functionality is like, okay, cool, but how much is that actually going to be useful to people? Microsoft lists, I think, is going to be super useful to people. Well, remember, remember with SharePoint Design in 2010, right? You had the design view. Yeah. And people I went do. crazy because there was so much cool shit you could do in the design view for people that didn't understand code. I did do. Yeah, I did lots yeah. of that. So it's conditional cool. formatting, um, column coloring, and all of that. And they brought, obviously, some of that back to normal SharePoint modern lists. But now, those people that used to work inside of that, and then they were kicked in the nuts when, when the design view was removed from SharePoint Designer 2013. But if you look at what's available to you now with Microsoft Lists, they kind of bring the design view back, giving you that same functionality or similar functionality. Yeah, it's giving you that flexibility with the lists on how you want to see it and how you want people to interact with it. Um, that is great. And this is going to have a number of effects, right? This will be in Microsoft Lists, obviously. There's a mobile experience. There's a web experience for that. You can still use these in SharePoint, right? You can bring these into Teams. And you can have one of the things I'm really looking forward to is a really good SharePoint list experience in Teams, right? If I can just have a tab with a nice experience like that where people can maintain the list of suppliers, whatever, like that's really powerful. Um, task lists and but, whatever. But then, so we're going to have that, that, that same conversation about what to use when, right? So do we use Dataflex to build a composite app? Do we build an app using uh, SharePoint Framework um, and, do we and just inside have a of Teams? Or we, or we just use a list, right? Uh, and, so, and, and build on top of that. So some of it's interoperative, right? Like the, the, the answer to that is always it depends and like oh, what is the Lord, actual man. requirement? What is the requirement, right? Because you can have a situation where, okay, we accessing it through teams and it's a microsoft list but the then the edit form the new form is power apps right that is look, look that is an experience that can happen now that is sexy right the, right. the, the power automate stuff on the back of microsoft lists right that yeah. is sexy i mean you've seen the videos on youtube that's cool they've they've even extended what what microsoft flow i hate calling it power automate power automate looks like inside of the new list experience that is so cool they've got like a year's flow for lists and this is how cool it is uh, that that excited me that got me excited you know i don't get excited about power apps flow or any of those things right yeah um, so so that's so if, if we can get you on board then then that's amazing then anyone then anyone you know and, and this sort of thing like databases and the cds sorry dataflex whatever like those are complicated and intimidating things right to get a normal business user into that is hard because like there's a lot of concepts like just theory conceptualization to be done before you can get into it if you tell a person you can make a list and then you can customize the list that's really easy for somebody to grok and then once they've done it's that be like oh and you know you can automate the stuff yourself and you can send out notifications and have it mail you and stuff changes and whatever like oh how do i do that like push the power automate button now suddenly you've got a citizen developer. 
I've I've got to find I've got to find that song of the smallest violin in the world because when you start on anything that begins with power, I zone out. Right? Yeah, it's power. But yes, though. everything that Rod said, I agree with. Um, I am the one thing I'm really hoping for. I don't know. I don't think they've released anything. Is that they can because they're using a new technology. I'm assuming for the lists, they can up the thresholds. So it's still a SharePoint list, buddy. If you're talking about list view threshold, yes. no, it's not CDS. Uh, it's just a skin on top of. Oh, look, I don't know. Maybe they've done some it? enhancements. It it's, yeah, like it's, it's a SharePoint list. It is that all they did was they just consolidated the view, right? And they made yeah. it look pretty. It's still there's a SharePoint list on the back end. Yeah, power of SharePoint. Eyes. Power of SharePoint. Speaking about the power of SharePoint, the new Yammer is now available inside of SharePoint. Fantastic, right? So you've got that pretty view. Um, I, I, I keep saying I'm excited about it, but look, I, I, I think it's great um, uh, that you actually pull that richness through. So for those people out there building really cool intranets and uh, looking at working out loud and having that collaborative ecosystem made available to you, uh, people that still go to, share, to SharePoint instead of living inside of Teams and servicing uh, SharePoint, that way you can now embed and integrate uh, Yammer, the new Yammer inside of SharePoint. Pretty pretty and, awesome. Yeah. And that is that is a super powerful thing for intranets, right? One of the things yeah. of intranets is supposed to be community engagement. And that's sort of difficult to do with what SharePoint is good at, which is more or less static web pages, right? It's an intranet tool, first and foremost. Yeah, yeah. And it does that super well. But that ongoing conversation thing, you can get it to work, but it's not built specifically for that yammer is right so being able to take that surface that in the the sharepoint page for that community right that hub that's that's super powerful and leveraging that is fantastic i I think i'm going to call this the nostalgia episode right Mm. because have you seen best bets are back it's almost like backstreet boys right (laughs) i i had not seen that but uh, i'm very happy to see it I, I hope it is. I hope it is uh, less painful to set up now than it was back in the day. Well, back in the old days, it was great, right? Because you could come up with a term and then go, "Well, this is," uh, uh, and then you could add an acronym, right? And and yeah. and you could add an abbreviation. And say these are keywords that all belong to. If I typed out United Kingdom, it would go. It's Britain or it's the UK. Those sort of things. That's now back inside of uh, SharePoint Search. So. I, I, I'm very, I'm very, it's the nostalgia episode. That, that's what it feels like. Right? It's fantastic. It's old right? but new. You know, having, like, yeah, just... having that functionality is amazing, right? If, if you as an organization are really going to put in the time to make your search work better and pay attention to the analytics and build on the experiences and uh, really provide that for your users, it's a lot of work, but I think it pays off. And this is a big part of that, Right. So for seeing the relevant information can be difficult. And uh, this gives you another way to do that, which is great. And then more along, more along that, um, well, the 100 gig file upload, that really is trivial for me. Who, who's got a 100 gig file that they're going to upload? Well, Engineers, files, uh, architects. 100 gigs. Oh, uh, 100 gigs, man. Uh, oh, video, yes, video. Dude. Video. So I've just, all I've done is I've shot 27 minutes on a new Canon R5 that's shooting in 8K. Great. Yeah. Here's a 45 gig um, 8K raw a C-log uh, footage, um, and I want to upload it to SharePoint. Then, then I get it, right? But, uh, yeah, 
Anyhow, moving on, it's not too exciting. You can now do communication sites. You can now um, upgrade your classic site to a communication site. Um, there's a new migration landing page in the SharePoint Admin Center. So if you're using the SharePoint migration tool, there's a new landing page specifically for that. And it will migrate from, you can even migrate now from, uh, um, uh, I think, Dropbox to, to OneDrive as well. Um, or to SharePoint. So there's a new interface, pretty cool. Uh, I'm excited about that because nobody does standard migrations anymore. Um, you need to start getting serious about migrations, right? And using Absolutely. enterprise migration tools um, like Zillio. And I'll talk about that in another episode. Um, updates to quick edits. A quick edit, you know the quick edit where you go quick edit and you've, it's a table of view. Uh, there's some cool updates to that. Um, we now have a, another thing. The data view web part is back. Yes. And you can connect it to other things. Like yes, you can so connect this, web parts again in SharePoint. Yes. And you can <sighs> render data. It's back. It's back. It really is the nostalgia episode. You're right. Like this is bringing, bringing back the, the glory days to me. <laughs> it is the glory days, right? The glory it's days like, of SharePoint. It's like a, it is. It's like a revamp of, of, of uh, Top Gun, right? Because that's coming out this year. Right? Uh, it's not <laughs> coming out this back. year. Is it not? It's supposed to, though. Well, they it, it was supposed to already be out. It's not coming yeah, out. Yeah, but that just means it could year. be delayed for later in 2020, right? Sure. Anyhow, um, also, there's, there's a new sharing link option where you can actually block downloads, um, which is quite cool. So you can block downloads of all files, well, all Office files, as well as a PDF. So you have to view it in a browser. Pretty cool. I like that idea. Yeah. Um, it's another way is good, it's, right? Yeah. So, so I'm happy to share this with you. But you can't download it. It's like it's like the MFA for SharePoint. <laughs> it's cool. Like that. Well, not only for SharePoint, but for sharing stuff out of OneDrive, which is SharePoint. Last but not least, on my list of cool things, the new there's a new employee hub template available as part of the SharePoint lookbook. I am trying to deploy it as we speak. It's when I click the provision, it doesn't do much. But it's, it's super awesome, right? There's a pre-onboarding portion. There's a sales onboarding portion. There's an actual hub for it. So they actually spin up one, two, three, four different sites uh, to help organizations onboard employees into the organization. That's yeah, cool. to, make, so, to make collaboration for the people generating the content easier, to help step new employees through they do the company one first then they go to the departmental sites like it's, yeah. it's a cool idea and i don't think a lot of companies spend enough effort um thinking about their their onboarding so it's a good thing to, to get you started for sure yeah all right i think that's it for sharepoint onedrive and yam i don't I see think anything so. else in the notes i i am going to very quickly talk about some power app stuff um, wait, so wait, so, to... so do I not, in, is this, hold on, you always have a segment at the end of the show, right? No, 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 but that's not a... the show notes, is that not the, is that, that's not that, right? Because you no. still have your section. No, no, no. I've still got my thing at the end, it's not a Power Apps thing this week, so I'm talking about Power Apps now. Oh my God. It's sort of okay. not a Power Apps thing next, at the end. But, uh, carry on, so, carry on. <laughs> there are some new commandlets and, and functions in Power Apps, which are, really really sick like they're really cool i'm looking forward to playing with these one of them is a this record function so just like in a gallery when you've got a this item um, and you can reference everything from the item in a if you're doing a for all for instance you can reference this record and pull the the detail for the record that you're dealing with which makes the whole process of doing that so much happier 
I can't even begin to tell you that's going to be really cool. Similarly, you can use that in conjunction with an as. Anybody who programs with uh, T-SQL will know an as command. So you can reference something and then give it a name. So this collection of this object as Bob, and then you can call Bob.burgers, right? Um, to just help your code and keep everything nice and neat so you know what you're actually referencing and you don't have any uh, conflicts. Super useful. They've brought in the uh, Excel sequence uh, function, which will build you a data set with a sequence, right? 1 to 15, 1 to 200, whatever the case is. I think the max is 5,000 or something. So for whatever, very useful. If you're iterating a number of times, something like that, you can use the sequence to build the sequence. And controls will now be able to reference themselves through the self uh, attribute, which is super handy for anybody who's trying to do UI, UX customizations on apps. So instead of having to uh, set every color every time, if you want like all the hovers to be the same, you can set one of them and then all the rest can point to that same one with self.bordercolor, right? So that's just like some real, some really, really nice uh, quality of life improvements in Power Apps. And we haven't talked about it on here, but in the monitor now, uh, the last little piece of Power Apps, when you are monitoring a session of a Power App, you can invite users in. So you can watch a user go through the app while you're watching all the monitor feed out, um, which is incredibly powerful for troubleshooting and testing and uh, that sort of stuff. So if you haven't checked that out, go check that out. Super useful. The tools we're getting in Power Apps, both um, in the function uh, object side and the supporting tools are like, we're really getting there. Hey? It's it's getting very, very cool, very, very exciting. And that's so, it. So you can wake not, up this now. Is not, this is not a Power App show, by the way. This is, yeah. I, I, I replied to 75 emails show, while, while you carried on. I replied to 75 emails while you carried on. Yeah, you see, so I listen nicely to you and you just tune me out. It's fine. I see. But but, but it's normal because you hijacked more of the show than you normally hijack, Modern. You've like got a section at the end. Like I even introduced the section for you and then you go just slide your, it's like you're sliding into my DMs here because we've got a shared um, OneNote for these show notes. Anyhow, coming back to OneNote and show notes and all shows available to you, uh, Microsoft Inspire has just concluded. And if you want to know about all the announcements at Microsoft Inspire, just Google Book of News for Microsoft Inspire. And they've got a condensed version of all the newest updates, the latest updates for that. And then our own very well um, read and very well esteemed and all things Power Platform expert on the show, my the host of the show, because I'm just a co-host, Rod Modlin will be speaking at an online conference. Indeed. Um, it's actually not up on the website yet. I'm hoping by the time uh, this podcast goes up, it will be on the website. Um, but yes, I'm supposed to be talking at uh, GlobalCon 3 in the Power Platform days, um, which will be the, I believe, the like 11th and 12th of August. Cool free conference. You can go sign up. Um, listen to everybody talk bunch of cool people talking about cool stuff <clears throat> power platform and i'm going to be i'm going to be speaking on uh, effective communication in power apps so how to 
effectively communicate with your users when they're using your apps and make their experience better. So it should be cool. More power, more power, more power. Anyhow, for for those that actually like user groups, we have a monthly meetup on the second Tuesday of every month uh, around Microsoft 365 Tech. Uh, for those that don't know about it, please join us. Uh, just Google the what? What do we Google? The M365 UG South Africa. Yes, M365 User Group South Africa, and it is on Meetup, so you should find it. Um, you can also get us on Twitter, and we can point it out to you. Anyway, is is that it until we go into your other segment? My last segment, yes, indeed. So, so we've had a lot of these different different shows. We started off with a PowerShell commandlet of the week, and then it went into this whole power thing, right? And 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 this week we've got a, a SQL command of the week. Thank you so much, Alistair. Yeah. So this is because um, I am not a Cody guy, right? For for people who. For, for people, How do we get to SQL? <laughs> I've been doing so much SQL recently, Al, I can't even tell you. So for for those who don't know, I am not a code guy, right? I I, I would classify myself as an experienced citizen developer. Um, back in the IRC days, I would have been a script kitty, right? But I, I have been getting more and more into it through Power Platform and SQL and, and all of that. So... When I come across stuff that is useful, I use this little segment at the end to tell you about it, whether it's PowerShell or Power Platform or SQL, right? So in SQL, there is a return command. So as a stored procedure is running, as an output from that stored procedure, you can return something, right? Usually an integer. Uh, That is very useful because in the Power Platform, you can use Power Automate to run a stored procedure. So you can have a power app that um, sends whatever data oh to God, Power Automate. Power <laughs> <laughs> um, that then will run the stored procedure, right? The problem with that, like that's really useful. You know, you can affect SQL data and pull data and whatever the case is, but you don't know whether your your submit worked or not. So that's where the return in SQL comes in, right? If you build your stored procedure with the correct returns, Generally, you'll return a zero for a success, for instance, um, and any errors that you you capture in your stored procedure, you can give a negative return, negative one, negative two, whatever the case is. And then in uh, in your flow, you can pick up that return and respond to Power Apps um, and pass that back. So in your app, you can actually pick up the the return from the stored procedure in your app and either give a success message will return an error message from SQL and, and deal with it like that. So it's it's a really handy thing so that you're not just passing stuff off to SQL. You can bring that return back um, and do some do some communication. Look, all, all, all I'm going to your... do, I'm going to return when you send me the file for upload at 50 minutes for the show, and I'm just going to splice it there. Take that entire section yeah, around. I, I, return I zero. It. Yeah, who edits these? Are you done now with your I'm, I'm thing done for the with week? my SQL and my Power Platform. And thank you all at home very much for listening to us. We will hopefully get back into this at a more regular pace. If you do want to find us online, maybe check out our backlog. You can find our website, twoguysandsharepoint.co.za. We're also does, on Does Twitter. that still exist, though? I haven't looked at it. I'm, I'm pretty sure it does. And you want to check for us quickly? 
but I'm pretty sure that exists. Two guys in SharePoint.co.za. We are also on Twitter. There's two men. There's, there's, I just saw two men in a truck um, in Johannesburg. Site's still up. Um, all our podcasts are still there. Good um, to know. Yeah. We are also on Twitter at Two Guys SharePoint. I'm on Twitter at OddModlin, sort of. And L is. I'm at Alistair Puget. So thank you all so very much for joining us. We will hopefully see you in another week or two. We'll see how it shakes out. Yeah, ciao, ciao. Ciao. Do, do you still vape, Mr. Modlin? I do. I do still I vape. Still, and I still vape on the show, yes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to cutting it out of all the, all the audio. It's, Thanks. It's like Elon Musk on the Joe Rogan show, right? It's exactly that. The, 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 the together mode.